Radio presented by Follow Black Dollars and sponsored by Wristwork Custom. It's your boy Richie Carlisle. What up? What up? What up? We got Crooked Halo in the building. What's going? Shit, trying to get this blunt roll. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Today we got a real dope episode coming through. We're going to have platinum recording artist uh, Joe Little. Or the rude boys checking in with us around noon. Um, today we're gonna, you know, we had a topic we had agreed upon last week, man. But this week, you know, for me at least, you know, has influenced me to switch gears. You know what I'm saying? Then we're gonna have a part two to the whole situation when it comes to things that customers slash callers do that drive That's you insane. What's up? be next week man yo i'm telling you man it was it was just a crazy you know all i'm gonna say is that all the people all the small buses in america pulled up to a payphone in brooklyn and called me this week they well, all did like all the people that's just like all the people that um did you see that meme going around of miss shirley sitting there Completely wiped after having did all them damn chicken sandwiches. Man, from Popeye. No doubt. So that... believe you me, I already know how these dumbasses been acting a fool all week. There was one girl posted on there talking about she chose that job. Bitch, you lucky I ain't in that industry no more. Because if I ever saw you come into my restaurant with that type of attitude, I'd make sure your shit was wrong every day. Every I'd day. Your shit would be dropped on the floor. Your shit would be cold. You'd be treated worse than I treat my dog. And he eats great. <laughs> no question. I mean, his food costs more than mine. Man. But you want to come in here, and I told her, I'm like, you're what's wrong with this country. You are part of the people that feel like 
a janitor, a food service worker, a cafeteria worker don't deserve to be able to keep a roof over their head because in your mind, in your gut, in your belief, that job is so beneath you and you would never do it that because you would never do it and it's beneath you and it's a shit job, you don't deserve to be able to keep a roof over your head, pay your utilities off and one, pay your balances down to zero in one check and be able to go to Giant Eagle, Heinen's, Whole Foods and get you a steak. People like her don't feel like you are allowed to eat the steak because you work at a McDonald's or a Popeye's. Right. People like her feel like you should be at Audi's and save a lot with the choice, not even the choice grade meat. Because that's what they feel. That's the type of mindset that we're dealing with. Stupidity and ignorance. How dare you sit there and say that somebody does not deserve to live and be happy in the job that they have to do. You don't know. That woman looked like she was in her 40s, maybe early 50s. You know how we age. Ain't no telling. Maybe that was the only job she could get. But for somebody to sit there and disparage her and her to go viral as a meme now, because people are really just, because what this chicken sandwich has done is made people realize how shitty people in the food service industry are treated. I seen a video last night, and I swear for God, any God you want to believe in, had I what been a big either inside that store or inside one of the cars and seen this shit happen, I would have went to jail because for beating somebody ass. This son of a bitch, ignorant-ass black guy in a drive-thru had the audacity to go through the window and want to fight the people in the store because they was out of them chicken sandwiches. I remember that. Dead beat son of a bitch. You probably don't even see your kids enough time for you to have the, the, the gall, the gumption to jump through a window over a chicken sandwich. I see assholes like you every day. Really? Every fucking Are you up to day. Are you on your child support? I doubt it. <laughs> but you going through a window over a chicken sandwich. This is where the priorities are fucked up for these people. Really? Chicken sandwich. A chicken sandwich. This is why y'all are losing y'all damn mind over a chicken sandwich. That right. If you got the sense God gave a camel, you can go in there and bread it up and make it your damn self? Yeah. Oh, the bun. Oh, the pickle. Okay, so go to Heinen's. Go to Myers. Get you some brioche buns. Get you some butter. Put a little bit of honey in it. Call it a compound butter. Spread it on the bun. Bread you up a chicken breast. Then you got a chicken sandwich. Remarkably close to what they serve. But you would think they didn't crack the wheel over whatever this is. Right. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Amazon is on fire. Everybody with a 401k lost a few thousand dollars this week. Mm. I need to check mine. About a chicken sandwich. Yeah, everybody wild and meanwhile, we're losing oxygen. Right. Your kids ain't going to be able to breathe in the next 30, 40, 50 years, but keep talking to me about a chicken sandwich. Right. Hashtag country full of dumbasses. I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking like, day. Really? This is what y'all's priorities are. Okay. Which is why the topic after, uh, it, it would be the critical thinking and active listening skills because see this week has been a master class in 
paying attention and seeing that people obviously don't have those analytical skills that are so very, very, very needed. At all. They do not have them. They don't have them at all. Now, you had this Jay-Z situation. You got everything else that's going on that's been created as a distraction. And yet, you still are on social media. Everywhere you turn, all I see is people talking about a damn chicken sandwich. What is wrong with wanting to question what you're being told? With wanting to question the so-called authority that's telling you whatever bullshit you're hearing. I mean, I was taught from a very young age to say what you mean and mean what you say. So if you ever talked to me and I felt like you wasn't saying what you mean or you meant what you said, I really don't bother with you. Exactly. You can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. Nothing that you say can be trusted. So I will not put myself anywhere near around you. I don't got time for that. Now, you trying to tell me that, oh, what the hell? Oh, okay. Um, that's funny because he done went upstairs and went back to bed. That's hilarious. My dog is hilarious, y'all. He, he's, an, he's an idiot. Um, but the idea of questioning authority is so foreign to some people. That when you ask them... It's like, nah, we can't do that. Right. And it's like, well, how, why, I don't understand how you've gone through life not questioning. Because that just leads me to believe that you would believe anything and everything that somebody tells you. And if you want to understand what I'm saying, look at where we're at as a country. Look what's in the White House. How do we allow that? Because people do not critically think and they do not actively listen. Because if you were a critical thinker, the first thing that you should have thought when you saw that in 2015 and 16 was, why would I be with somebody that declared bankruptcy six times? Right. It doesn't sound to me like you're good with money if you're constantly. How you lose money on a uh, on a casino? But see, here this is this is what I'm saying. Critical thinking skills would have allowed the majority of people that call themselves so-called voters to really look and analyze a lot of the things that were being said at the time that had been done previous years. And you would have knew what to do. And and what it would have done was you would have been able to pay attention to the distractions that were created to keep people away from actually paying attention to what a politician and a president was supposed to do. You have a lot of they, – they call them in sports. They're called Monday morning quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. 2016, 2015, you had a lot of Monday morning politicians because you had a lot of people in this country that just all of a sudden they knew any and everything that had to do with politics. And yeah. because 
as a country, we have such a deep-seated racial problem. And you have generations upon generations upon generations of people that feel that people of color, and specifically black people, Let's get that out the way right now. Are inferior in every way, shape, or form. So when you finally got rid of the eight years of having that nigger in the office. Facts. And you had somebody come in here that was talking and saying the things that you felt deep down in your heart because that's what you've been taught. That's how you've been raised. Here we are in 2019 with children being kept in cages, family separated, like it's 1930, 1941 all over again. And people are okay with it. They don't have a problem. But if they were dogs, if these were animals kept in cages, people would be in an uproar. That's Man, if you had if you had a thousands of um, golden retrievers in these concentration camps by the border, white people would lose their collective fucking mind. Man, what? Oh what? my God, y'all can't do what? scruffy what? like that. What do you mean? Those dogs don't have anything to eat. They don't have any blankets. No, they don't. They're this is bullshit. <laughs> they're covered. They're covered in sores. They're losing fur. They're Bed bugs. They're they're full of worms. They're being sexually oh, we assaulted. We gotta get them. We gotta we gotta start a GoFundMe. We gotta help them dogs. Them dogs are being what sexually is? assaulted by employees. Right. But of course, the shoe is on the other foot, and it's actual children. But because it's brown children, they don't care. This country don't care. They've come out and said plenty of times. The guy even came out and said. Oh, well, we're going to rewrite what the Statue of Liberty means. That's only for white Europeans. You got to come over here and be able to work. That's fucking win. Right. The last time I checked, the first white Europeans that came over here didn't work worth a damn. Nah, they didn't. So what are you talking about? They damn near died. Exactly. <laughs> they damn near died. And I, last time I checked... You know, during the you know during the turn of the century, the during the turn of the twentieth century, those boats were loaded, overloaded with Europeans who did not have green cards, who did not no. have visas. Them motherfuckers was man. If, if it was any room on the boat, they was in that bitch. Man, they was in there. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, and not to mention, I didn't see not one Russian, not one Slovenian, <laughs> no Germans. No English uh, people that's in any of those uh, concentration camps. You know what I mean? And I know that there's tons of expired visas, <laughs> you know, for them. I don't see ice but breaking down none of their doors. But you got ice. No, you, you're, not, you're not going to. You're not going to because that's, that's what it is. That's where we're at. Yeah. But I we're, don't want to devolve into keeping this about politics. We're nah. talking about critical, critical thinking and um, active listening skills. So the definition of critical thinking and how this stuff will help you get, help you in your job, help you get a better job, help you go through these interviews um, a little bit better because you can have better tools, be better equipped to understand the questions that they're asking you. So the definition of critical thinking would, is, critical thinking is the analysis of facts, keyword, facts, to form a judgment, okay? The subject is very complex and it has several different definitions of critical thinking. But critical thinking generally includes the ability to have a rational, 
skeptical, unbiased analysis or evaluation of factual evidence. So to put that in layman's terms, critical thinking is the ability for you as an individual to take whatever it is you've been told, look at it from an unbiased point of view, which means take a step back from everything you've been told, look at the factual information around it, gather your own factual information around it, and you form a judgment based on that factual information. You do not form your judgment based on what somebody told you, based on what the TV show said, based on what you saw on Facebook. That is not critical thinking, and that will not help you. If you go into an interview parroting something that you heard on TV, they've already checked you the hell up on out of there. You can't think for yourself. Companies don't want that. They may seem like they want drones, but companies want people that actually can think for themselves. And make a decision on their own. And don't have to have their handheld. Now, there are seven skills that are needed for critical thinking. And those are observation, analysis, interpretation, reflection, evaluation, inference, explanation, problem solving, and decision making. These are all skills that as children, you should be developing. When you go to preschool, from kindergarten on up, those seven skills are all things that you should have spent since childhood developing to navigate as an adult through your life. The idea, the fact that people haven't, all you got to do is look around, take a look at the people closest to you. You'll be able to tell, you you know who the people are around you that are critical thinkers. You know. And you know the people around you that believe any and everything they see. So making sure that you work on those skills is the key to becoming a better critical thinker. (coughs) It is something that you do have (laughs) to work at. (coughs) And it's not something that's going to come easy because what's going to happen is when you start to think critically, you're going to start looking at things that you may have let slide yeah. before. You're yeah. going to start looking at things. You're going to start looking at people's actions versus their words more. And all of and when, when you do this, when you upgrade your critical thinking skills, you're going to become a better person because you're going to be able to eliminate a lot of the things around you that were not helping you, that weren't motivating you to be the best version of yourself that you could be. A lot of people, especially if you're somebody, let's say you got a circle of friends and you're the only one with a job. Oh, no. Guarantee you there's a few people in your circle that are low-key hating on you. Facts. Because you have a job. But maybe you don't have the critical thinking skills developed well enough to see that that's what's going on around you. Yeah, they plotting on your demise right in front of you. And, and you don't even know. 
You don't even know. You come out, you know, and people don't realize, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Hello, they can't be doing that. Well, you know, some people get those mysterious flat tires. (laughs) You know, you know what I'm saying? For some reason, they got a big, big interview that could really change their life the next day. And they are depending on somebody for a ride. And all of a sudden that person goes post. Right. They they, they just don't show up or nothing. You ain't got no money for Uber or Lyft. They not answering their phone. But you don't have any critical thinking skills to see really what's going on. So you think it's just happenstance. Like, I can't. I don't know what happened to him, dude in the I house. Dude in the house looking at you. He looking at you outside, I mean, knocking on the door. Right. And like, man, I ain't about to open that right. door. Exactly. Nah, I'm cool. Now, and so that critical thinking skills, getting them upgraded, they it, it helps not only in your job life, but it helps in your personal life because you'll start to see things a little bit, um, a little bit basically a little bit more critical because it's not, you're not looking at it through rose colored lenses. Right. You're starting to question. Get down, get down. Like your whole crew don't even like you mm-hmm. <laughs> at you all. Realize, and you don't realize that you're only there because not only are you the only person with a job, so you're the only person that's got consistent money coming in, but maybe you the only person with a car. Or the only or person that bring, bring through, you know, the the drinks or the food, right? You don't want it always, etc. etc. You know, so you don't realize that your circle is nothing but a circle of users, right? They're all using you because they're all gaining something from you. What are you getting from them? Are they helping them? And this is what a lot of you people need to really be thinking: What are you getting around? What are you getting out of the people that you are around on a daily basis? Yeah. If these people are not motivating you. To be the best version of yourself, why are you around them? If you're doing the same things all day, every day, and you just can't figure out why things aren't going the way they should, or you ain't in the position that you thought you would be, or this, that, and the third, look at who who was around you. Yeah, your circle. Construct the the energy right out of you. Right, or if you or if you have an idea. And your entire circle always shooting them joints down consistently. And you know it's a good idea. These are all things that will change. You, you know, once you develop better critical thinking skills, because now you can be a better problem solver. And maybe now you can see reasons behind. Um, Man. Hey, I just got a, I got an inbox from a listener. I, I want to read this inbox, you know. Yo, yo, shout out to my man. He just shot me an inbox. I'm going to just go ahead and read it, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it, it's a lot, but, um, and it was back about what we was talking about before, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm really moved by it, you know. Uh, you know, he said, although I know without a doubt she is correct about white Americans, it's the majority, but not all. I am in that minority of white Americans that does care. Because the last name I carry has white, brown, black, and mixed blood. My loved ones are white, black, and brown. My younger cousins are mixed. And it kills me to see what is happening to the families at the border. 
I fucking hate Trump and his 2019 Nazi shit. He should be in peace, and the new president should let the people out of these camps. He needs to go to hell and die. I don't like what America stands for as a white man, but I'm in the minority of my own skin color and my thought process. It's sad I am one voice that no one hears because it's like I'm trying to voice my concerns, but no one can hear me because of the assholes around me drowning out the sound of my concern with their lack of concern or their blatant racism. I hate it. And you know what the thing is? The thing is, is um, there is a lot of people that think like you. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of times it's easier for those people that that, that, that feel that think the way that you think to just remain comfortable, you know, in the security that being white provides. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would say it's similar to the to the to the so-called good cop. And there are a lot of good police officers out there, but you have so many bad cops, you know, that are in these precincts nationwide and a lot of bad cops that run, you know, that run policy. You know, it's like, dang, do I want to lose my job over these people? And then a lot I of times Yeah. With the police, I would rather have the entire cast from all seven of the police academy movies <laughs> running the entire police state of this country than what the fuck we got going on right, right now. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And then it's like, you know, a, you know, a person like my man who made the comment, you make you may, you know, feel the brunt of the frustration from people of color or, or you know, black people. You know, I'm going to say black people first, then people of color, because a lot of people of color, you know, I'm going to just keep it one trillion right now. Well, shit on us in a minute. Will shit on us in a minute for a green card yeah. or any advantages they can acquire from white supremacy. That being said, man, you know what? I, I want to just thank you for making that comment. You know, and I've been rocking with you for a long time, and I know that this is just sentiment. This is not like some fake, you know, shit that my man just said. This is real, you know. No, and I get it. I have, I have people that um, certainly feel the same way, but it's just like he said at the beginning of the statement. Unfortunately, he is in the minority. Man. And he has the power. You know, the only power that we have as Americans is that vote and a lot of people will say well your vote don't count well you know what if your vote didn't count and your vote didn't matter why are they trying their damnedest to take it away from you yeah they do matter. anything to get, i mean they rigged if it, if, it, if it didn't matter they wouldn't care whether or not you did yeah ohio has the most controversial voter purge that's getting ready to take place that was okayed by this conservative Supreme Court that was purposely put together um, when they when when the Republicans stopped Obama from being able to replace uh, Scalia when he when he died, which was which which was a great giant fuck you to the American people right there. And the American people right there should have voted every last one of the Republicans that did that the fuck out of office. But that's a whole different story. But the Supreme Court ruled that Ohio's voter purge law can stand, meaning that once that starts, if you haven't voted, even if you have voted, you are now, every voter in this state is now in danger of potentially losing their voter status because of when they do these purges. The way the law was written is very vague, and they do not care if eligible voters are purged. That's why the law is so controversial, because it does not allow for regular voters, people who are eligible, there's 
no recourse if you get purged. You got to go through the process all over again. So for a lot of you people that may or may not have voted in the primaries in April and May, you need to go get your shit straight to be able to vote in the next general election for November. Yeah, you definitely need to make sure that you're registered. There's deadlines in in October. I think it's October 21st. So you need to go. You ain't even got to go nowhere. All you got to do is call your local county board of elections, and they'll tell you right then and there if they've got up-to-date information on you. And if they don't, you need to go handle it so your vote will actually count. Because how much have we seen with them throwing out votes because people are so-called voting in the wrong district? Yeah. Allegedly. It's absurd, man. I mean, and the thing is, voting can be such a simplistic, you know, situation. You should be able to vote from your handheld device. But you know what? That would mean you really should. That the guy. I think we had this conversation sure. before. You download the vote. Oh, okay. The voting, so so uh, about the voting machines, about the machines, and where the machines, the D, the Debold voting machines. That that company is based in Ohio. The guy that owns it, that runs it, is a staunch Republican supporter. Scamco. He, he was a huge campaign uh, contributor to Trump to his. 2016 campaign and mind you when they came back with the report the Mueller report stating that they were tampering with the machines and the machines have been tampered with the guy had been informed that the machines were vulnerable back in the 2000 election with Florida with the whole hanging chad situation so they've known for years upon years that the actual machines we use to vote were susceptible were successful being able to either be hacked or tampered with some kind of way right now you really have people in this country that think that other countries can't hack us can't do any of that and to those people i say you are a fucking moron moron and you need to get your head out of the sand Every Hollywood movie since the 80s have told you and showed you what other countries are capable of doing. I never would have thought that in 2019 I would be seeing versions of Red Dawn going on right now. You know, there's a lot of movies that came out that we are living in right freaking now. That are happening, and that has happened. That's happening right now. And the reaction in the movies... There was more outrage in the movies for me, American people, than there are here. American people today are like, oh, okay, well, let me just bask in my racist glory. You know what? I hate niggers. I hate them fucking fan heads. I hate tar babies. I hate them damn half-breed mixed-race babies. I hate Facts. them chinks. I hate them Latinos. The Muslims. I hate them You know. Fuck it. Let's kill them all. Let's get them all out the country. This Really? Really? So my question is, so who's going to pick, the, who, who's going to go in those fields and, <laughs> you know what I mean, and do that? They probably looking at us like, well, <laughs> you know, no. Well, I'm trying to figure out for them seven, six or seven factories that they raided down in Mississippi, them chicken farms. Is them, is them white people down there and them getting them a good $7 an hour job? Hell no. Nah. Because see, people don't realize Alabama got a, a um, Alabama, I don't know if Mississippi is one of them states, but Alabama is a state where they got a cap. 
on how much you can make in those factory jobs. You know, up here, you get in the Ford plant, GM, you like, yeah, at some point I'm going to be at $25, $20, $25, an hour. You know, they might come in up here and hire you in at 15 16 17 You know, in Alabama, they got a cap. They don't make that down there. Nah. That's why the um, it's I can't remember the factory that just that was built down there, but that's why they built that car factory down there because they ain't gotta pay them people. What they getting up here? What they getting up here. So if you working at Brook Park Ford, Avon Lake Ford, okay, you working down here at the GM on Brook Park, and you've been there. Let's say you've been there five six years, and you're making twenty bucks an hour, twenty one bucks an hour. You got all them good. GM and Ford benefit. Oh, uh, it, it's not like that in Alabama. You know, nah. you don't see you don't see twenty dollars an hour. You're not going to see twenty an hour. <laughs> the politicians have set it up to where you don't make that money. You're not making more than fifteen dollars an hour. You will never make more than fifteen dollars an hour in those factories down there in Alabama. Mm. And I was flabbergasted. And how are they able to do that? Because Alabama politicians, the people that the people who voted y'all did voted them in, voted against their own livelihood. <laughs> so that's why you got all them quote unquote illegals in them chicken farms and them chicken factories. Because you're not getting you you barely get minimum wage if you're getting that. Man. And if you're getting ten, eleven, twelve dollars an hour and you got a family it's like the one story I read. The one woman was working, her and her husband was working here. They had two kids. The husband worked third shift. She worked first. Really? Both of y'all got to work at the same damn factory because y'all ain't making enough money? Right. And both trying to now, get trying to get now, overtime, all the overtime they can get. But wait, flip that up here, and you got you go to Ford Plant or GM <coughs> up here. You got a husband and a wife, and both y'all working at Ford. Husband work third shift, wife work first. Y'all know y'all making good money. Great money. Oh. That's a hundred thousand dollar household easily. Easily, easily. That's easily a hundred thousand dollar household. But you go down there to Alabama. That's, that's a not fifty thousand dollar household. Y'all barely, y'all barely doing fifty. Twice with Maybe two people. 50. With two people. And one what's crazy is that enough. stuff one costs so much that a hundred thousand a household is not a lot of money. It's not. It really isn't. Where, where the cost of living is and how much stuff costs these days. It's it really, really isn't. You know, it really if isn't. Three and four dollars for a gallon of milk? Man. Win. I, what? When I watch TV and I watch a lot of old stuff because a lot of this new shit is just bad as shit. <laughs> and you <Damn>. see <laughs> a lot of the background or you, you see people in grocery stores and you see the signages that were up. You know, onion, 39 cents. Great, thirty-nine cents. Strawberry, forty-nine cents. Watermelon, nah. forty-nine cents. Watermelon. Oh, I remember those days. Watermelon's like five dollars. Right. I remember the nineties when you could take twenty dollars in the Giant Eagle and Rini Rigo. Right. You you go in a Giant Eagle with a hundred dollars. You got like you got like seven items. You go to Giant Eagle with a hundred dollars. You don't even got you got barely two days worth of food. Man. Barely. If you're trying to eat halfway decent, healthy. Man. You over there with the but, five for twenty. No, oh, that's just, and, and that's taking your life into your own hands. Man. <laughs> see, that's why that's Gambling. why Audi that's why Audi, which is a foreign store, they're based in Germany. That's why they've been able to come across and really stick through the recession and gain nothing 
but more and more market share of groceries because they don't spend any money on splashy stores, on high price packaging. It's the ingredients. And now with their organic line, they've won awards now over the last 10, 15 years, right up there with Whole Foods and uh, some of Joe Trader Joe's. And Yo, the Audis and the the Audis in the suburbs be lit. Man, listen, I'm gonna tell you, wherever you <laughs> at, wherever you live at, if you can find you or Audis in a in a so-called nice third neighborhood, you will walk into that bitch like, oh my god, I never knew. And you will still spend the same amount of money. You can spend two hundred dollars, and you got you know how big they carts are. You got two big carts full of stuff. For two hundred, yeah, that's facts. You eating for the month? Good. For the month. Good. For the month, and you eating good. Real good. I mean, you cooking out. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm on some real. You cooking out? You like welcome you're, to my house party. You know, your crock potting, your insta potting, your air frying for the whole month. You just frying, period. You frying, you grilling. <laughs> All of it. Messing around with a freaking audience. Yo, see that? It, it, <laughs> yo, in a former lifetime, man, females are kind of my crib just to eat for real. They'd be like, oh, my God, he's eating healthy. I'm like, man, I'm at Aldi's. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Like, oh, my God, he has real vegetables and fruit. <laughs> man. And that's, well, I don't really, I don't, I don't deal with their food like that. I'll get their fruit local. I get yeah. fruit locally. Oh my God. Because that's, we, I'm from Elyria, so we got a, we have, you know, a couple of good farms out here. And like today is Saturday, there's a farmer's market. We got a farmer's market that started this morning. I've already been out there um, and got some stuff, but and when it comes to like the fruits and vegetables, I don't get to the West Side Market as much as I used to, especially since I started um, getting just going out here to grow. To see, like back in the '80s, my dad used to work at one of the farms out here, and it was a fruit farm, and they grew everything. They didn't just grow fruit, but they grew everything. Right. So we we came up, you know, we had a garden, fresh fruit and vegetables is the easiest and cheapest way to make sure your household can eat somewhat healthy. Because if you have a garden, you're going to always have something to eat. You can plant everything. No doubt. So we're about to go ahead and hit this break. Um, When we come back, we're going to have more talking about uh, critical thinking. I mean, critical listening, active listening (laughs) on the show. We got we you know it's a one tank trip so you know we got a little over half a gallon half a, half a tank to go. Right. Well, no, we got more than that. We we, we got to stop yeah. and get some shells. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, one, this one is done. I got to. Yeah. We about to pull. We about to pull in and get some shells. We back. Jug Radio. Reggie Clemens, insurance yeah, professional. Losing a loved one is hard enough. Worrying about how you will handle final expenses only adds to one of the worst moments of your life. Let Reggie Clemens help you address this very important need. With over 12 years experience, Mr. Clemens has the knowledge and wherewithal to help you deal with all situations. No exam is required for most plans. Auto, home, and renter's insurance is also available. Call 216-925-6577 for a free quote. That's 216-925-6577. Reggie Clemens, insurance professional. 
What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., we at Radio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Moop, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gonna play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Moop, 6 to 8, we at Radio.com. Topic every man, you hate the radio. I despise what? it. I hate it. Tune in to Clutch Players University. You said who? Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. Yeah, man. When? On Saturday at one. Get out of here. I'm not lying, you said man. Clutch Players University. Clutch Players University. When? On Saturday at one. Are you listening? Clutch Players University Saturdays at one. At one. Tune in to them on, on WeUpRadio.com. Clutch Players University Clutch Saturdays players. at one p.m. What's up? So I'm tuning in. Saturdays at 1 p.m. on WeUpRadio.com. That's what's up. I I check. Yo, what's up? <laughs> what's up, bro? How you? Man, I swear, I know you ain't just called my phone crying. Let's read a birthday tomorrow, bro. I'm still broke as hell, son. So what you calling me for? Go get her something. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no money. I mean, I got I got a few dollars. Well, that's all you need. Call Jazzy Marie. Oh, for what? Man, Jazzy Marie do my baby mama's nails, her hands and her feet. Man, my bitch should be looking rough, too. She did that, bro. Quit playing, bro. Man, look, I'm about to give you a number. Hold on. It's 440 440- Four five four four zero three four. Her name Jazzy Marie. Jazzy Marie. All right, what's what's the what's the, what's the number again, man? What's that code too? The number is four four zero four five four four zero three four. Okay. The promo code, if you want to save ten dollars, okay. don't forget. <laughs> I need that man. Capital J M Squeeze. Squeeze, okay. All right. Thank you, man. JM Squeeze. Hey, man, you my best friend. Man. What's her you, name man. again? Jazzy Marie, man. Okay. I love her too, man. Thank y'all, man. Man, stop crying and get yourself a job or something. Broke ass, man. Fuck you. Previously on OGDJ Radio. I had a conversation the other day with this girl, and, and she said she saw a girl, and she was like, damn, she got a fat ass. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> why would you say she got a fat ass to me, though? That don't sound like something I want to hear. Here, you know, I ain't got nothing against homosexuals, but I'm not one, and that sounded kind of homosexual. It sounded a little gay. She was like, well, what you mean? It's there. I can see. I said, well, how would it sound if as a man, a man came to you and said, damn, look at my dude's uh, jogging pants. He rocking the f*** out of them. <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> if like, if another nice, man. That's a nice bulge. Man, if another nigga <laughs> seen another man's pants and talked about his package, that's gay as hell. That's it ain't no gay. understanding. That's gay. That's gay. So, and then she said, I'm not gay. I said, but that definitely sounded like a homosexual comment. Right. I understand sure. that you appreciate a woman's body, but from my perspective, that wasn't just a comment. That was homoerotic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn. Homoerotic. Yeah, yeah. Right. That yeah. was that made me think yeah. of a threesome. Tune in each and every Friday night, 4 to 6 p.m. on WeAreRadio.com for OG DJ Radio. Radio. Oh my God. I love OG DJ Radio. Radio.com. One for the money, two for the show, three for Brick City, four for Bay Bro. This the countdown, bang the underground, bang the hundred rounds, nigga, you want it down. Invasion. This is an invasion. The evil genius, Green Lantern. Red Man, Method Man. Night, night, 
digital architect, architect. Eric Sermon, Chris Atlas, what's up? Def Jam Marketing, let's go. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Fingers on the sixpence, the pocket full of rye. Who the fuck on the dive? Oh, they coach ya. Stalk the dead body like a vulture. The Calgon, hmm. Blacker than your blackest stallion. Hit your housing. Projects I represent your Shaolin, my nigga. Oh, yes, apocalypse now. The gunpowder be going down. Diggy, diggy down, diggy down. While the planets and the stars and the moons collapse. When I raise my trigger finger, all y'all niggas hit the deck. Cause ain't no need for that. Hustlers and hardcore. Roar to the floor, roar like reservoir doors. The green eye bandit can't stand it. With more food in your loops than that you can't stand, bitch. Plus, the Babazi Yagiwa. Jilt Radio presented by Follow Black Dollars and sponsored by Wristwork Custom. Go to www.followblackdollars.org. Find out more about the Follow Black Dollars movement. Yo, we back. Crooked Halo, Richie Carlisle, we in the building. We up radio. True voice of the streets. Hold up. I just had to do that one one time. Yo, shout out to Big Script76 in the chat room. Yo, so today's topic once again is active listening. Um, later on, we're going to have a platinum recording artist, uh, Joe Little of the Rule Boys, world famous Rule Boys, checking in. Uh, on the phone with us. He got a show um, tomorrow at Cavante's in Richmond, Richmond Heights. So, you know, go ahead, fall through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going yeah. down. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I wanted to just give a quick recap. Um, critical thinking, what it is, it's the ability to really to think in an organized and a rational manner. Um, in order to understand the connections between ideas and uh, or facts, it basically critical thinking is also something that helps you decide what to believe in. It can be thought about thought of as thinking about thinking. I don't know uh, that should make sense if you understand what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Um, and it it where you really looking at you know, analyzing and then really trying to fix the flaws in how you think. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they don't have critical thinking skills. Um, and it may be something that doesn't manifest itself until you're in a job. Maybe you're in a job that you love, but you're not having the success at it that you thought you would. Maybe you need to develop some, some critical thinking skills so you can take a step back and look at yourself to make sure that you're doing everything that you can. So with critical thinking, again, it's a skill. This is something that is learned and honed over years. It's not something that is like, it's like learning math. It's like learning how to ride a bike. Once you learn the ability to critically think, you're going to consistently and always know how to do it. So it's seven steps to being able to critically think. You gotta identify whatever the problem or the question is. Then you have to gather all the different information, um, different opinions, the different arguments. When you get all of that together, no, 
when you get all of that together, then you have to analyze that information and you have to evaluate it. You got to see which of this information is reliable. Is this some? Is this person's opinion just because of what they saw over here? You know, is this person that wrote this book are they credible? How many years have they spent in this industry to be able to speak on this particular subject? That's three. Four is you got to identify whatever the assumptions are. Are you making sure that you are unbiased? Were you biased in what you were looking for? Were you looking for a certain type of answer? People don't understand that they can be biased themselves. You can always go put something into Google and say, hey, what are some of the reasons why not to get vaccinated? And you're going to get a shit ton of stuff that's going to give you reasons not to get vaccinated. Mm. Flip side of that is put into Google reasons to get vaccinated. You're going to get a ton of pages that's going to give you reasons why you should be vaccinated. So you have to figure out where your bias is and what you were looking for. Um, after you do that, you got to establish the significance of the information. What is the most important? Um, which one is really going to hold the most weight? Then you have to make a decision or reach a conclusion, meaning, okay, so now you've done the first five steps. You, you researched all the data. You've identified the question. You've completely analyzed who should be speaking on it and who should not be now you have to make a decision as to where you want your information, your opinion, and your conclusion to lay. Then you have to give that that information, that conclusion, to your boss, to your friend, to whoever you needed to present it to. So those seven steps, you're constantly, constantly working on it all through your life. It's not something that you're going to ever be able to stop doing once it is right and it's really when you have critical thinking skills what you always will understand is it's just really hard to be sure of something um you're going to have to have critical thinking skills and constantly develop them to be able to understand how your own reasoning works you know your own flaws the own the gaps in your own knowledge it's just like the gentleman that wrote in he knows and understands he's in the minority of a lot of things that he thinks he feels a lot of people don't know that and when you know that of yourself you can put the best version of you out here to the world to your job to your family to whoever and then you can be on that road to peace and happiness despite all the other world foolishness that's going on, which is really what we're all trying to do, right? No doubt. I mean, what? Maybe not. But here's the thing about this, and this is people don't. People are like, well, "Are talking about COVID thinking, man? Who cares?" Here's the thing: a recent report by the AACU revealed that 93 percent of employers value critical thinking over your undergrad degree. Let me say that one more time. 93% of employers, 93% of employers value critical thinking over your undergraduate degree. Exactly, because the thing is you can have paperwork, but if you're not, 
you know. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Like, do, I don't think people really understand what that statement means. Because if they can't acknowledge that they, A, either lack critical thinking skills or need to work on their skills, that statement is really not making any sense to them. Because they don't understand how powerful critical thinking is. It doesn't matter what you went to school for if you can't execute on what that degree says you spent all these hours in school. So if you went to school for nursing, but you can't gauge when a patient is having super stress or a panic attack, you're useless. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you'll not be hired in. No, that's the thing. Is is huge. You definitely need to boost those and work on those. It's like for a lot of us that may be licensed or have different certifications, we have to do continuing education to keep those licenses and certifications. Critical thinking is you have to consider continuing education for your brain for your life because you have to constantly upgrade and work on those skills it's not something that you would ever want to try to slip on because when you do especially after you recognize that it's something that you need to work on and, and you get better at it when you get better at it you know you see things will start going in a different direction for you, you're not going to be willing to go back to what it was before. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, they should teach that sort of thing in high school, you know, they really do. It's critical thinking skills should most definitely be taught in high school, but see, I feel like um, critical thinking skills Active listening skills, not only should they be taught at the high school level, but as I said in the beginning, they need to be taught from the time you start putting children in school, from preschool on. Because what happens is, especially with active listening, when it comes to really young children, active listening, which is a technique that's really used in you know, counseling and training and problem solving, what it does is it makes you have to fully concentrate, understand, respond, and then remember to what is being said. It's as opposed to, there's other techniques too. Um, I may touch on them just to give you the definition about them shortly, but we're not gonna really go in depth to those. But the other two are reflective listening and empathic listening. But active listening, is the one that really benefits you in the workplace as far as dealing with customers. Um, empathic listening does too, but again, we're not gonna really touch on those other two. Um, but basically what it is, is it's just like it says, actively listening, meaning that is um, listening to the person that is speaking to actively hear what they're saying. So in the case of a salesman, insurance, mortgages, whatever, if you're talking to someone, whether it's face-to-face -face or over the phone, 
if that person has their any any worth of grain of salt, they will have been actively listening to you. That's why when they come back to you with what you said, okay, it's powerful. So that's what it is. Now, you start children from a preschool age critically thinking and actively listening. A lot of problems that kids develop earlier on through their childhood. You could, I'm not going to say effectively eliminate, but you could definitely put a dent in a lot of children developing bad habits before they get really into school. And by that, I mean second, third, fourth grade and on up. Because, you know, preschool, kindergarten, first grade for children, you know, you're getting in, you're learning to socialize, you're learning the basics. Part of that should be learning how to critically think, learning how to actively listen, listening to the teacher and understanding that, no, Jimmy, you don't hit Sarah. You know, this is why we share. This is why colors are great. You understand? These are things that should be focused on while children are in their brain, are in the early stages of development. Babies learn the most that they're going to learn between the time they're babies and they're three. Right. That's why when you get now, you see now it's, it's become less of the terrible twos and more like, damn, this three-year-old and lost a damn mind. These three and four-year-olds run around here crazy because that's all babies do. They gather. What if they can't talk at all? They can you cry. Know? They 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 can cry and and reach out. And that's like later on. That's like at the the four to six month level where they can reach out and what have you. Right, you know. and they can learn cues and learn how to get your attention and understand that if I make this cry, I'm going to get this bottle. If I make this cry, they'll change my diaper. You know what I'm saying? They baby start picking up those cues, and those cues are what help to develop or the start, really, of their critical thinking and their active listening skills. And these are things that need to be developed as children continue to age. So when they get into second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, these skills are being constantly and consistently working on. So a child will be most, will be less likely to A, be bullied, and B, become a bully, regardless of whatever their home life will be, because they would have the ability to reason and understand that something else is going on. No doubt. And we're going to take... We're going to take a, a real quick commercial break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to have more Junked Radio. Uh, Joe Little should be calling in a minute, and we got some special guests in the studio that just slid through. Want to get them on. You know, once again, it's Junked Radio, presented by Follow Black Dollars, Wrist Work Custom. We are Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event or start your career in broadcasting, We Up Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weupradio at gmail.com to find out more or you can call us at 216-772-3393. Weupradio.com. Weupradio.com. What's 
up, water? It's your boy, Big Squeeze. Each and every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., we at Radio.com. Check out the dopest show in the world, you heard me? Yeah, me and my homie Mook, we go out here, we go hard with the real hip-hop heads. We got that dope shit. If it's hot, we gonna play it, believe that. Tune in to the jungle, baby. Big Squeeze, Mook, 6 to 8, we at Radio.com. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. Tune in to OP Nation Talk every Thursday, 7 to 9. Right here live at WeUpRadio.com. 216-772-3393. Hosted by Ray Sharp. Councilman Ernest L. Smith. And King Swisher. Every Thursday, 7 to 9. <laughs> Real voice of the Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. What's up? This is Joe Little from the Rude Boys, and you're listening to OPN Nation Talk Radio on WeUpRadio.com. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to fuck with me. Got the Sign, I listen to We Up Radio.com. Skip. This is JJ Cicero rocking out with motherfucking DJ Goldie Montana. This is East Cleveland Councilman Ernest L. Smith, and when I'm chilling at City Hall, I'm listening to WeUpRadio.com. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Joe Little from the Rude Boys, and when I'm riding and sliding, I listen to WeUpRadio.com. Hey, yo, what up, everybody? This is Indica Spitz, and I need y'all to tune in every Wednesday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. for whatever Wednesdays with me and OG DJ DJ A on WeUpRadio.com. You know what it is. Took radio, presented by Follow Black Dollars, and sponsored by Wristwork Custom. Yo, we got some very special guests in the building. We got my man uh, Harold Starworth, and we got Sheriff Al yeah, yeah. in the building. Definitely, definitely. Yo, I want to thank y'all brothers for coming down. Uh, real quick, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourselves and uh, what you guys got going on. Uh, right now, I am very thankful because... 
it's longevity and being able to have something consistency. So just like my brother DJ Goldie Montana has set the example for me being consistent and staying consistent, on September the 7th, we will have our 209th hip-hop workshop, which is every first Saturday of the month, and it's down at Cleveland State University. And it goes from 145 to 6 p.m., large room 136, and it is open and free for families to come through and at least enjoy hip-hop live DJ, and we teach about what it is in music, music business, and we hear from talent. Hold up, you said 209th workshop? 209. Damn. That's what's up. That's what's up. Oh, good, good, good. My turn. Well, also, um, my name is Harold Stallworth, and I'm definitely part of the community, very active, and we're here today to talk about our brother Joe Little the Third's uh, release that came out Friday afternoon. Uh, we're excited, and tomorrow we're uh, putting the word out that we're going to have a big party at Cavante, so uh, we want everybody to come out on Sunday afternoon to the day party at 4 p.m. We're going to be at Cavante's out in Richmond Mall, and it's about to go down. We're excited. Uh, we also want to let everybody know about September the 3rd. We're going to have our first Wu-Tang Wednesday, so that's something that we're looking forward to is is rapping uh again you know hip-hop turned 46 years old uh on august the 11th so we had a big event at the red lion tattoo and cuts and this is piggybacking off of that and just like we said on the third we're gonna throw down at red lion and then that saturday we're gonna be at csu for the hip-hop workshop we just got this whole uh local movement thing going and we putting our we pressing the gas you know usually what happened is we have all these false starts so people kind of get used to that like oh they ain't gonna do nothing but now right. this time we mashing tomorrow we mashing then we're getting ready for wednesday we mashing and then saturday we're gonna keep it going and all through the month we just gonna stay in the loop with you so this way the people know where to be at and what's going down we're gonna impress them we got to win them back that's the whole thing i like that little button i need a little button <laughs> <laughs> that button know, is powerful man yeah you know when you're sitting in the producer's chair you can do a lot yeah of you big time it's a good look for you. <laughs> right no doubt i'm usually at work watching you so today i get to participate so Yo, this is I beautiful I, man i appreciate the love man i really Always. do you know for those that don't know i've been rocking with Harold for years yeah that's what i do we work we was, together we was at the same scam call <laughs> <laughs> well, we was at the same scam code, you know what I'm saying? They paid some bills, so that's all you know. Oh, well, I had to sacrifice. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the sacrifice. Know, yeah, sacrifice I mean, game. That's the thing. That's the thing about the scam code inks of the world. You know, initially, you know, it'd be good. Yeah, yeah, you know, it'd be yeah. good, and then you know, then you wake up and it's like, oh, for real, <laughs> right? It's like that, <laughs> man. Is I need to keep some of this blood in my arms. See, right. they, they took so much from me. I was like, Truth. man, it, I feel a light hit it. Scam code be like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got five people outside that you got to go see. What? <laughs> Put this outfit on. <laughs> and with the conversation of the day, you know, that also plays into that because you got the scam code. And then at the same time, I'm getting attacked by the people that call. So it's, it's a little bit of both. Right. There, so, and yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like it's the, the never band. ending. You know, Juke Radio is about the never ending war between uh, shysty companies and stupid customers. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the middle. So. <laughs> you know what I'm Where's your button? <laughs> <laughs> it should have been explosion. Like, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I want to apologize to my co-host, man. I had the mute button on too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she like, man. There you go. I like that's powerful stuff. No it doubt. is. No doubt. So, um, so Al, you've been active in the community for many years. You know what I'm saying? I want to get our listeners. We got listeners from all over the country checking in right now, uh, just to get a little bit about the work that you've done. You know, in the community here in Cleveland and abroad. Well, all I can say, um, 
first of all, let's start it off and just say I am so thankful. Creator-driven, definitely, and has allowed me to be able to do that. So I can say that 11 years I was the vice president of Black on Black Crime Incorporated. Um, going into my fourth year as being president of the organization and doing everything we can from mentoring young people for the man-to-man program to at least assisting groups like the Inhumanity at the county jail. And I will say one of the biggest things I can say being president of the organization is that while I've been the head, to be able to own our own building, which is so important so that we can work with other groups, other people can have a home, and the movement keeps moving forward. So That's major. It's, it's, you know, it's one thing to have a space inside of a building or a suite, and that's a large step in of itself. But for you to own an entire structure, like actually own it, you know, more so much more of that is needed. Right, it's it's right. definitely needed. You know, um, for those that are not unfamiliar with black on black crime, just you know, just you know, just touch on briefly, you know, some of the things that you guys have done and some of the things you're trying to do, uh, you know, moving forward. Well, real briefly, one of the things is that there was one group that stayed out there during the years that um, Amanda Berry and Gina De Jesus were missing. So don't let the uh, name fool you. We go from east to west side, wherever there's a void to be filled. We do our best for that. Um, also, we were part of the spearhead to get rid of the red light, speed light cameras in Cleveland, Ohio. And in looking ahead, it's just to make sure more people are established and we build more bridges and coalitions because anybody who gets out there and says, you don't need any other group or this, that, and other, they're lying. We're in such dire needs and dire straits that any new organization coming through or anything like that, let's build together, let's work together. So even our helping with the recall that happened in East Cleveland, um, the first time that you've removed a mayor and a sitting city council president, which we were very thankful and it opened the door for, of course, I heard him speak on here earlier, Ernest Dale Smith, who is the vice president of East Cleveland City Council. So it's all about getting the job done. Right. So like, what was, you know, you know, for those that are unfamiliar, you know, uh, East Cleveland did have, you know, like you said, the mayor and the council president removed, you know, and I got so much love for East Cleveland, man, and I just wish that it, that we could actually, you know, finally, you know, get the city back on track. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, it's rich history and to see what it is now, you know, it's, you know, I don't really want to talk too much about it because I'm not going to act like I'm, I'm, I got my feet, you know, to the ground because I don't. You know right, I mean? right, right. You no, know, but I really don't. But like, you know, what are like a couple of challenges that you brothers see, you know, for the city? You know, right now, um, I see that for the first time for me, if it's challenges, it's just to be able to sit back and for them to realize their own history. Yeah, that's what we're doing our best at making sure that the people who live there, the residents feel that way about their own city. And they showed that spark a couple of years ago. And now I'm pushing forward and moving forward. We expect the same thing. So I think it's getting that pride back. Once they have that pride and that belief in self, they can do greater things. All right. Pride is the big word, so that's why I was over here working also to try to get the pride over to the DJ. So <laughs> I got you. I got you. Because you went into the pride. I'm over here like pushing the buttons. Like, it's work time for the pride. Like, it's like, you know. the, the whole thing was is 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 us first. You know, for the last month, I keep seeing these negative things all over the news about us being the second poor city, about us being the worst place to live, and we just keep saying like, no. I mean, I'm sure everybody got their ups and downs, and ours ain't no different. So I ain't gonna say this is like paradise. 
paradise. But at the same time, we, we making it work. So I know I work all day and I barely pay my bills like 220,000 other people I saw in the post online. But the whole thing is, you know, nice. don't shut us down. It ain't like it's over. You know, we, we, we always been pushing. My whole life been a push. And I don't, I don't expect to stop pushing tomorrow. But I, I just hate when they put us in a box like it's, it's, it's just us. We Like we the only poor place. and We, we struggling. We can't. We don't even know how y'all living over there. Like we you living good. What? We all right. We a eat. lot of people I make this struggling morning. look great. Yeah, I, said, I ate this morning. Thank you. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people in affluent areas, you know, throughout the nation, mm-hmm. make struggling look really, really good. You know what I mean? Because we saw earlier this year with um, the government workers that were um, that were not being paid, yeah, right. and they still had to work, or they were laid off. Yes. The effect that that had on the economy and an effect on those families. You know, and for you to have a federal job, you have to be highly vetted. You know, you you're, you're typically That's the right. best of the best you in terms of a job there. candidate in every way. You know, in every metric. Yeah, they check you know, everything. Yeah. They check everything. <laughs> and you know, you would think that those workers would have the resources to be able to go a month or two without work because of the image that we have oh well they got a good government job they got a government job yeah that's the way that's the way it souls it is barely scraper you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. people were hurt but then it's like especially for people that had to work in prisons and whatnot and they were not getting paid yeah that's that's the that's the truth they were not getting paid and you know we had talked about that at length earlier this year when it was going on and the sick part about it it was done as a political stunt you know, mm-hmm. we got the leadership that's playing with people, that's literally playing with people's lives, yes. you know, for political points, you know, on some poll. It's questionable in the morning that it is to get up and go open my office every day. So let alone the fact that they say, hey, you're going to get paid, but we need you to be there at nine o'clock. You got to so be there. It's anyway. like, huh? Like what? Yo, <laughs> Where they do that at? <laughs> and, you, know, we were, you know, earlier we were talking about how people in this nation, you know, so many things that were like movie you know, things that are happening now that were based in the movies, you know, in the 80s and the 90s. These were things we saw at the movie theater that are actually happening in real life. And people's yeah, reactions that. in the movies were a lot more. People were a lot more outraged in the movies than right now. It's like, I don't know what's, what has happened, you know, to us as a nation, you know. And no matter what political, uh, what side of the political spectrum that you're on, you know, we all live here. And... Something, you know, uh, it's just too many serious issues that are going on for us to be wilding out about a chicken sandwich. Thank I you. Agree. Thank you. you. Know, wilding out about a chicken sandwich. And, you know, you got the Amazon on fire and, you know, people don't see the connect. But you'll see the connect when you can't breathe. True. You, If you don't see the connect now, like in Ohio, I mean, our weather is absurd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can have, you know, 70 degree weather in January. You can have snow in June. You never know. You never know. And it's not just Ohio. It's like throughout the country, you have all these weird things. Like a couple of years ago, I had went to Florida, you know, and it was cold. Oh, yeah. We got like, family in different in places that tell January, us that. Yeah. It was like 60, 70. It, the, I could have stayed home. That huh? week was like 75 <laughs> degrees in South Florida. <laughs> so you tell me <laughs> what's going on. So, um, 216-772-3393, call in. Uh, we, we, we're actually efforting right now uh, for Joe Little to call in, you know, for the interview. Uh, we got uh, DJ Goldie Montana station owner. He just stepped in. He stepped in the building. Um, he like, I'm in the building. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm in the building. So, today's topic uh, is uh, active listening, you know, at work and just anywhere. 
You know. Yes. Um, yeah. We got Crooked Halo on the line. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Little is on his way. Like, did you have any questions? Crooked. Who you talking to? You. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> you got a multitask. Content. Parental discretion is advised. The bigger picture and everything else that's going on, like, part of that is right now we have a toxic algae bloom in Lake Erie that then made itself, made its way down to Bay Village to the point where they closed the beach down there. Yeah, Huntington Beach is yeah. still open. That's but um, it's only a matter of time before you can't go in the water. Really? That's where we're at? But again, and we drink that water. Exactly. Keep talking to me about <laughs> Taking us, nah. And, and, and <laughs> I think you know what. I honestly think that's the end game. They want to, um, they want to, they don't care about the planet because they're going somewhere else. Yeah, right. They Maybe probably already right. got a planet scoped out. Like, well, we're about to leave. We can't get y'all off this one, so we're just gonna leave you here. We're gonna, we, 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 we gonna take about 10,000 of the best people. <laughs> Interstellar. Yeah. No, it wasn't Interstellar. But that's another one. Um, Interstellar was with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That was a good play. That was that was a great movie. If you ain't seen that, right? That's that's actually my favorite movie of all time. Interstellar, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. He was on the movie. Yes. And it should be because, and even Stephen Hawking said it before he passed. The, the science that's in that movie regarding black holes and, and time are the closest and are true, factual. And since that movie's come out, the things that they have, have you know, been able to detect and find in space since then, you know, have made, have come true. You know, those are things that they were talking about in that movie. She went back through that black hole. And they just had, just had evidence now of... Uh, a black hole swallowing a supernova. You know, Ooh, so yeah, I saw that. Would would allow that movie to happen? The travel, the things, the, you know, the space travel, the ability for all of that. That's actually, you know, becoming more factual than what it was then. They're probably doing it for real. And hey, we arguing about chicken sandwiches. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I know I done said it about a few times, but damn. I know. I mean, there, I, everything is all relative. The, the whole point of it is you want to try to get through this with as much peace as possible and maybe try to make a difference along the way. 
you know, whether it's in your community, whether it's in on a world stage, local stage, however it is. Nobody wants to go through life a worthless human being. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people <laughs> relish in being <laughs> a no, worthless I mean, human being. People, I, I mean, honestly, I don't think people set out to go through life as a worthless individual, as somebody that was independable, that, that is incapable of being anything to anybody. People don't necessarily set out to be that unless you're a serial killer. Yeah. You well, know, you know, and they, 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 I want to rack up the most bodies. Right. None. Life happens. Shit happens. You got to go through it and you have to work work at it, which is why, again, it takes back to the topic. Critical thinking skills, active listening skills are all playing a huge part in your daily lives that people don't realize. When you don't have the ability to do those things, you become a real gullible person. And somebody that has the ability to do those things can really and very easily point out and pick out somebody that can't. Right. Here you have narcissists. You know, you have a lot of different personalities that will come in and prey on you just because they know you don't have the ability to question. That's why a lot of women are in abusive relationships. Can't critically think. Really? No. Really? You're like, girl, he didn't play you. Seems and like the skills that they would teach you before you leave the household, though. You know, because back in the days they gave you the foundation. You know, yeah, that should be a a lot of things like the school system taught so much. Like, oh back, you yes, know, <laughs> you know, back in our parents' day, you could high, yeah. graduate high school with a trade, common sense Truth. stuff. Yeah, yeah, with a, with certifications you know, back, and trades. Back, mm-hmm. back in our parents' days, if you if you went to trade school, you were considered a step down. Because you didn't go to college, you didn't go get a degree, you opted to go be an apprentice and be an electrician or a plumber, you know, and that is why we have the mentality we have today of people shitting on food services. Because in our parents' time, the idea was, was started to be illustrated with them, oh, you gotta have a degree to do anything, to be a businessman. Be a lawyer, be a doctor, you gotta have a degree. Worth anything in this country, you have to have a degree. So False. You went to school in the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and you didn't graduate, but you went to a trade school and got an apprenticeship and got into the local electrician's union. And your father was an electrician for 35, 40 years. Your father would do a lot of shit for being an electrician. Yeah, I think that was part of the setup, the setup for the student loan situation. True, true. You know. So the father that was an electrician, that was a plumber, that was a janitor. These people now put it, you know, put their ingrained hurt and hostility onto their kids. And you actually have people here in 2019 that will sit and argue that a $15 federal minimum wage is too much money, and people don't deserve to make that. Really? Yeah, meanwhile, you know, the top people is making absurd amounts of money. Yeah. Up, up, and then $15 is a struggle. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right, because 15 is a struggle. Yeah, I make more than that, and I still struggle, so I know. <laughs> that ain't a softball. <laughs> like 15? Yeah, what's that? It need to be 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing. So when you have... When you have people that actively argue against it, it's like 
you have never, must never have had to struggle in your life. You ain't never had to sit down and try to decide whether it was a pack of ramen noodles or a loaf of bread. You know? Like, are you serious? 15 definitely is not enough for people to be out here living it up the way that you think when people already got $1,000 iPhone, $1,000 Galaxy Note 10. People going to get their cell phones regardless. For somebody to sit there and look down on somebody in a in a Popeye's restaurant because they pull an iPhone out their pocket, you need to check yourself. Yeah, I mean, and that's a Why recurring situation, like a recurring thing. You know, people people feel like, well, well, they clean toilets, so they don't deserve to own a home, or they they prepare food, so they don't deserve to have a car. Because you a food worker. You go through in order to prepare food for the public. Because you can't just have every Tom, Dick, and Harry nasty son of a bitch back there making your food. <laughs> you right. definitely don't want them either. <laughs> no, nah, that's the thing. You know, people don't value. How you don't value the person that prepare your food? Yeah, thank you. You should have some respect for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you I want them to. Do you want them to do well in life? Please. Like, <laughs> you walk into any restaurant, I'm telling you a little secret right now. If you walk into any restaurant, whether it's fast food, fast casual, Applebee's, Chipotle, wherever you go, upper scale, lower scale, wherever it is, if you don't see anything about serve safe certification. You don't want to eat there. Ain't nobody certified in salmonella and E. coli and cross-transfer and first-in, first-out rotation and making sure you're not cross-contaminating stuff. Why do you think we've had such an uh, outbreak of E. coli and salmonella in restaurants the last few years? Because it's like, you're not, they're not being paid. They're not being paid a, rep, a respectable wage. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And you know, they work they're overworked. You know, exactly. and yeah, it's like it's like fuck it. <laughs> you know? It is. I mean, I ran man, I ran restaurants for twenty years. I know exactly how that stuff goes. And when it comes to these companies out here paying people to go through restaurant management training, food service certification training, if you don't show an inkling of any type of motivation that you're gonna be there for the long haul, they're not paying the same and you can end up with a whole store, especially a lot of them stores over there on the east side, where you have a whole store full of employees and none of them are certified in there to even be serving food on the real. But right. because it's a national, because it's a national change, they're always going to get business. And because mm-hmm. people don't know the action thing, because they think just because they go into a restaurant, they have the ability and they are entitled to treat people however the hell they want. Not maybe understanding. You got to kick them to the people that have absolutely no business fixing food, fixing food, fixing food. Man, you know, no gloves. And this is so serious. We talking about something that goes inside your stomach, man. Yeah, but you right. want to you want to talk down on them, or you want to talk exactly. down on the lunch lady that that prepares food for your children. Exactly. At school. Okay, so who else is supposed to feed the kids during the school day? Right, your kids. I mean, I think a lot of parents would have a fit if schools required them to come up here and feed their kids to lunch. Right. Yeah, you know. What? I got a kid time out of my day. Come up here and feed them to lunch. Right. Uh-huh. Really? Is that how that went? Well, huh. well. It's a... 
and you just figure that it's supposed to be done, man. I mean, it's 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 absurd, you know how how people think. And like the thing is, unfortunately, it's like the movies is like, unfortunately, it's life imitating art. You would say life art imitates life, but actually, what's happening, you know, in 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 the Western world is at least in America, particularly, you have life imitating art like the movies. In the world, you know. You know, it was a movie where they had um, created a world where people didn't have sex no more, what have you. It was like it was like per- virtually no crime or what have you. But then you had this gilded population, but underneath the sewers was everybody else. Wow! Right. I can't think of the name of the movie. I, th- I think it was um, was it Gattaca? Huh? No, not Gattaca. Well, well, another one. It's been, been a few uh, movies like that. Gattaca should be like, you know, you should be required viewing in schools. It yeah. really should. Like, Gattaca, they had it to where discrimination was scientific. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's, the, I, I believe that's, you know, where we're going. But, like, in this particular movie, it was where, you know, they had, like, the whole population. <laughs> Is this the joint where when you turn 30, they kill you? No, it was something like that. I remember when I used to oh, watch Sci-Fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I was out there that like as soon as you're your 30th birthday, you gotta go in the That's thing true. and they burn you up. Like what is it? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just you know, it's absurd. I mean, you know, and this is just a lot of, you know, it's just it's just a a volatile mix of classism and racism mm-hmm. affected. It's like we're gonna just put you under the ground, for, like literally, <laughs> like. <laughs> We're gonna feed you some pink slime and call right. it call it a burger and right. make it a dollar so you can afford it. <laughs> and the food that you're supposed to have, we're gonna make it so high that you can't right. afford to get Come it. On. So I mean, it's, it's, you it's dealing with a population that will that will purposely poison the food and water. And the government that says it's okay. For profit. They says if you have one percent meat in there, you can call that beef. Like, right. Yeah, they said that's acceptable. New York is drinking it, New World Water. Subway had the plastic in the bread and they said it was a safe amount of plastic for you to eat. And I kept thinking, like, what's a safe, a safe amount, of pl- amount of plastic? Plastic. Yeah, they was putting the spraying the plastic on the top of the bread a couple years ago. And it was like exciting for a day where everybody was mad and the next day everybody was back at Subway. So I, I, these things always happen. Like they'll tell you something like, Oh, Taco Bell got the funny meat and so everybody up in uproar. The next week they back at Taco Bell. So that's I don't right. know, it ain't like <laughs> <laughs> So some kind of way it's like, like eh? through the media you could you could like uh, really afford oh. people. Yeah, yeah. You gotta cut dollar. the price, give them some free yeah. here's a coupon for ten dollars worth of food. Right. Like, hold on. You know. And have and some scientists sign off on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good for you. The Are you said, eating the, that's the okay. mystery meat yeah. scientists? No, yeah. hell no. No, they they got <laughs> Scientists shopping at Whole Foods. He makes more than fifteen dollars, so he ain't got to eat it. Ooh, right. Ooh, burn. <laughs> burn. That, 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 <laughs> you know, what's funnier is the way that they have that for us. It's, it's fifty thousand times worse for pet food. My dog has. Uh, he's a. He's part of the bully breed, so he's got. He's got sensitive stomach. He's got food allergies, environmental allergies, and he's got a grain allergy. Okay. So I, he's on a raw diet. I don't feed him kibble. The main reason, though, because before I put him on a raw diet, he was on kibble, and he was on a good one. But there's a documentary on Netflix called Pet Food. Is that the joint with the sawdust in there? Huh? Oh, I think I've seen something like that before where they had the sawdust in the food or something. Yeah, yeah. I highly yeah. recommend this documentary for anybody yeah. that's a pet owner because <laughs> there are absolutely no regulations in the pet food industry that prevent them from putting in whatever the hell they want that's in scary. the pet food. 
and they get it they get by the american people with flashy packaging you know telling you contains real beef da 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 and all this other stuff and i sat here mesmerized for the 53 four minutes or however the hell long it is watching this documentary and as soon as it was done i went right in the kitchen threw out all his food went right to giant eagle and bought 30 dollars worth of meat and he's been on a prey species diet ever since his skin oh my god his coat is so shiny his teeth look great he does not drink as much water as he used to he doesn't poop as much as he used to he's very very healthy and he's actually in the best health that i've had that i've seen him in since i've had Man's so, best friend. How are we gonna do him wrong like that? Do him dirty. A couple of months ago, that the pet food industry was upset and they were blaming millennials for treating their pets like babies and wanting their pets to have better food, which is why you're seeing an advent of all this so-called more natural, you know, limited ingredient pet food that's out now. And for most people, if you have a pet, that pet, unless you're a shitty individual, is a part of your family. So right. you don't want big vet bills, you don't want them seeing any and everything. If you watch the documentary, you'll be real mad at yourself to see a lot of lot of these brands. And I was like, oh my god. Because when I first got it, I was When I first got it, I was one of the most cheapest brands. That bad thing made my mind so jacked up. But um, the, the pet food industry has been petitioning the FDA. To basically, to basically give them the, them right, the right to put, to put whatever, whatever they want in, in that pet food, call it whatever they want, as long as you said you before said 1%. It's yeah, it's that, it's that number game, like when they call it beef, it ain't beef. Right. It. <laughs> it's sort of beef. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right now you got cheese, it's called a cheese product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they actually, I was like, cheese product? Oh, hell no. I thought it was cool to get the baby's Cheerios. I read the Cheerio box the other day. It said, uh, at the bottom, a real small print, it said, this product has been genetically altered. I said, so you can't even just take, you can't even give me some straight wheat. Uh, some Cheerios. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the scientists got to be back there cutting it up. You know. It's Cheerios. All these major brands. If y'all next time y'all go to Walmart, go to the grocery store, all y'all got to do is flip them packages over. Nabisco, Pine, all of them. Look and see what part of it says this product has uh, been genetically engineered. Yeah, that's what I was laughing. It was some stuff I couldn't even read, so but I do. (laughs) I was like, what is that? You know. Yeah, it's wheat. Yeah, you can't mess up wheat. Because what they're doing is like, you know, remember back in the day, you'll put like some water in, in your dish detergent. Yeah, yes, stretch it out. Mm. Okay. You know, or roll your, to- or your yes. toothpaste up. They're right, stretching right. it. But they're million stre- dollar cup. They're stretching it. They're stretching the shit for more money. Right, right, right. They're stretching it for more money. Yo, that being said, we're going to hit this commercial break, but we're going to go ahead and hit the break with, uh, with a new joint called Ohio Pride. And then we should have Ohio Stand Up. Hi, I'll stand up, and then we're going to have Joe Little on the line with us. We are Radio.com, Juke Radio. We play bounce.
Radio is one of the fastest growing online radio stations in the country. If you want to grow your business, promote and broadcast live for your event, or start your career in broadcasting, We Up Radio is the place for you. We have plans and services for everyone. Email us at weupradio at gmail.com to find out more, or you can call us at 216-772-3393. WeUpRadio.com. Hey, I'm Danny. A few of you may know me, or at least think you do, but there's so much more than what meets the eye. Cleveland's own Hazel Green is back with another book of amazing tales. Danny's Tales. This self-published author always bring the heat. Follow my girl on Instagram at Hazel Green. That's Hazel with a Y, Green with an E. 216. Twitter, that's the same thing. Holler at him, man. Make sure you support the movement, because it's moving. Also, go to hazelgreen.com and purchase that for the low. I'm sitting here alone. I wish I had someone to help me play with my words. Make sure you enter my world with caution. Yo, 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 what's good? J. Jigs, it's in the building, rocking out with WeUpRadio.com, and it's all love. J. Jigs, J. Jigs, J. Jigs. Say, man, I don't give a fuck about the feds, DEA, ATF, Task Force, Jump Out Boys, and the local neighborhood robbers, baby, I got to keep on pushing. Shouts out to We Up Radio, DJ Goldie Montana. What's up, big homie? You already know what to do. We in here, lit, fire emotes. You feel me? Sun up to sundown. Competition getting hectic. I'm headed for out of town. What I was selling for 20, niggas selling for 10. So I'm about to take it to drastic measurements for my ends. My partner Robert 17 and in the bins. And me, I'm in the bucket, but fuck it, that's how it is. I got an ounce about to cut it in the stone stick stop poured off the Texas. I work it in the loans. I'm a little nigga on this also about to rise. I was cutting 17 and I Truth Radio presented by Follow Black Dollars and sponsored by Wristwork Custom. Go to www.wristworkcustom.com and get all of your exclusive uh bracelets. Uh, I'm telling you, man, you gotta definitely do that. She got a fashion show coming up October the 6th. Uh, in the He Loves Curve 6th Annual uh, Fashion Show. 
she will be a featured um featured designer so you definitely want to uh hit that boy up so in the building we're still waiting on jay little you know what i mean hey hollywood <laughs> i'm just gonna be a be, keep it a million you know you know what i mean you know hollywood <laughs> but we got out for harold stallworth in the building um you know we're talking about active listening um, we got Crooked Halo on the line, you know, rocking with us. So, um, what are some instances, Crooked, where you've seen where active listening has, like, really been instrumental in, like, saving your ass on or off the job? Shit, on the job, you're making my number. <laughs> when you're a loan officer, you have to, you have to, you have to listen to what people are saying when they come to the reasonings for why they want to purchase a house, especially when you are dealing with somebody that has credit, a credit score under 700. Right. So active listening in that, in every instance for me is whenever I was talking to somebody, I had to make sure I was listening to what they were saying because as I'm going over their credit report with them, and asking them about their $75,000 in credit card debt and how did it get that way and whatever, every other question I have to ask, figure out and justify to the underwriters why they should give this person, you know, $200,000 to buy a house. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? I have to make sure I pay attention to what the hell they were saying. <laughs> I mean, real, for real. So if you have somebody that is a husband and wife, and, again, $75,000 in credit card debt, but maybe all the debt is on one of them and not the other. Well, only one of you guys can go on this loan. Well, that means if that's the case, you don't qualify and you're not going to get as much house as you initially thought you want. You Maybe you need to find another co-signer. If you don't have a pen-law or a relative that can get the income and have the income you need and no debt, because people don't people realize if you have somebody co-signing on a mortgage loan that's not your spouse, their debt still is going to count against you in, in the underwriting process. Because the underwriters are going to look at this person. They look at everything. They are the between you getting the house and the company giving you the money. And if the underwriters say no, then it... Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Unless you can provide some sort of supporting documentation that is going to let them know, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to pay this amount. People don't realize how much of that goes into trying to get you a mortgage and trying to get you approved. So when you get these letters in the mail from these national lenders like Quicken and, and these banks that tell you, oh, you've been pre-approved for $330,000. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. They haven't even ran your credit. They, you ain't even looked at your credit. You just saw that you, I had somebody come to me later, well, Quicken told me, did you, did they pull your credit first? Well, no, then you, no, you don't. Why the fuck you lying? Well, how did they, that's called stock marketing. Genius. What the hell is wrong with you? You approved. No, the hell you not. You got you got a 200 credit score. Right. 200 you know, FICO been, score. You've been late for the last year and a half on your car payment. Ooh. But you got the audacity to wonder, under, to, to wonder why you were denied. When when I asked you, 
if you've been late on anything before I pull your credit, <laughs> you tell me no. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, you meant bills? And and then I pull your credit, and I'm looking at your office here, your bureau, and I'm sitting here looking at late payment, late payment, late payment, late payment. Looking here, sitting at, sitting here, looking at Aaron collections, charge off, repossession. You said Aaron's? Oh man, you you would be surprised. You would actually, you would not be, you you would not be surprised how many. Aaron's freaking rental agreements, rental center. They will throw their asses on your credit report so quick, fast, and in a hurry and put Fire you in there as a, uh, as a collection or charge off. Because what happens is the initial damage is done when it gets added to your report as any type of a collection. And then the second damage is done when the status is changed. So if it's a collection, meaning it just went to collections and they're trying to get it. And it'll have a balance there, and it'll have most likely how old the debt was and what the minimum payment due is. It's gonna, and if you ain't paid it, it'll say if it's 30, 60, 90, or 120 days past due. Or if the company said, we're gonna screw you two ways. Not only are we gonna report it as a collection, but we're also gonna report it as a charge off. So you get dinged twice. And charge offs are terrible when it comes to getting a mortgage because that is telling the mortgage company the underwriter is looking at that well you didn't pay that and when it's a charge off on an installment loan like a car payment which is an installment loan errands those are installment loans because they're not giving you revolving debt they're not giving you revolving credit it's not a credit card oh we got a call coming in oh where is it at? where is it all right hold on stand by somebody's looking for that we a radio. Uh, what's your name? Where you calling from? My name is Joe Little, Cleveland, Ohio. Hello. What's going on, Joe? What's up, brother? How you doing? Ah, uh, man, we blessed, man. I want to thank you for for checking in with us, taking time out your busy schedule to rock with us, man. Uh, yo, ladies and gentlemen, you are rocking with platinum recording artist, R&B legend Joe Little of the world famous Rule Boys. Yes, sir. No, no question. So, um, I can't imagine no one not knowing, you know, who you are, you know, and what you represent. But for those who may be living in the middle of nowhere with no access to technology, that by accident happened to stumble upon our humble show, <laughs> could you please, you know, just tell them a little bit about yourself, you know, what you've done and what you got going on? Um, basically, I'm Joe Little, uh, lead singer for the Rude Boys. Um, and uh, just currently, you know, Grammy Billboard Award winning. Got a couple number one hit songs up under my belt. You know, I wrote and produced for Who's Who in the industry. Um, and just back out here in 2019 with a new single um, entitled When I Think of You on the Brother to Brother International uh, label um, through uh, ADA, Tragic Hero Warner. And um, just doing our thing, man. Is a, uh, We just dropped a single yesterday. Uh, for when I'm thinking you, so you guys can go out to Spotify, uh, Pandora, YouTube, SoundCloud, and all your 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 digital uh, formats, and go check it out, man, and, or purchase it. But um, we just out here just trying to, um, you know, I'm just trying to touch people's, touch the minds of men, touch your soul, 
Uh, this song is a song that was written and owed to my um, wife who passed in 2016, along with the, um, a group member that passed like three weeks before her. And just a song of um, healing is a song that, you know, lets us know that we all have the benefit of time, which is our greatest ally. And through that, within that comes healing. So, you know, the best thing we can do and um, paying tribute to those who have passed on is just living within the creator's will of ourself and just becoming better people. All right. So the thing is that, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, for those that don't know, you also own uh, some coffee shops in the mm-hmm. city. And I've actually been in your spot on many occasions. You know what I'm saying? And no every doubt. time I've been there, you've always treated me really, really well. You've been Thank nice. You. You've actually, you've actually, yo, my kids have eaten your food. Oh, you know great. what I'm saying? My kids have eaten your food. They love the walking taco. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, the walking taco slap. <laughs> just want to uh, let you know that, but like you know, just tell you know, just tell the people a little bit about about the work that you've done in the community, and you know the different ventures that you have going on. I'm just uh, working working in my community, trying to better the definitely the city of East Cleveland and Cleveland area. Just uh, trying to bring things with the youth to keep them uh, positive, you know, their minds positively provoked, um, and just you know, trying to. Uh, just spread good energy, man, good positive energy. That's what we're in need of, you know, and helping, helping them, um, you know, find out who they are. I also uh, teach workforce development, um, job readiness, and a self-development course called Rising Above, in which um, I teach through child support, through Fathers of the Initiative. I also teach at Harbor Lights with um, prisoners coming home from, um, from Cuyahoga County, uh, from Ohio prisons, uh, reentry. Um, and just uh, even uh, single mothers um, working with um, the the, uh, the opportunity corridor, which is being built um, down through a strip through Cleveland, and helping people preparing them to work, man. So just out here throwing this positive energy around, slinging it, man. You know, no doubt. Like, you know, someone like yourself or your stature, you could have opened up your your businesses anywhere. You know what I'm saying? You know, the fact that you, you know, you have establishments in the, in the inner city, you know, is, is huge. What was, you know, what was your thought process behind selecting the locations? Um, just giving, trying to go to areas, you know, wanting to go to areas that's in need of um, just, you know, positiveness, something to show people like, hey, man, this is something you're capable of doing. And with, um, if you're here in life, man, if you dig down deep, anything is anything is possible. So just showing people, man, leading by example, being a, a, a staple in my community and touching lives, man, and just, like I said, promoting and slinging around positive energy, man. That's what life is all about. And, you know, I tell people, man, we are all here to be bridges and segues for each other to for us to get to the next level. No doubt. Um, like you said before, you worked with a lot of um, a, a lot of stars. Um Yo, what are who are a couple of people that you work with that really stick out? And could you just give us a quick funny story about one of them? Um, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. I did an unreleased duet with her called "Only You," which we did, and um, she like literally reached out for me. She wanted Joe Little, Little Joe, and the Joe Boys at that time, which was like about in like 1996, 95. And um, I, I drove up to Detroit, and all I could all I could just keep hearing is like people saying, "Ooh, man, Aretha, man, she be cooking, and 
she be having some food, man. Man, she gonna set it out for you. So I'm up there going, thinking, you know, I was gonna eat good. So Aretha finally arrived to the uh, studio with like slabs of ribs, man, smelling good. Her and two big mamas, they came up in there, man. They ate up all the ribs. They didn't even share. <laughs> always say that story, man. God, God bless and rest in peace to the queen of soul. And well, I she do ain't thank her. No food? Nah, man, they ain't share shit, bro. <laughs> I was hungry too. I was like, you know, I like you like she. She gonna bring it up. I saved room. I didn't eat on purpose, man. You know, and back then wasn't no Uber Eats or, or DoorDash and that, man. So it was just like I had to go through the session hungry. You know, and she was, they smashed it. I ain't actually, man, I thought maybe she would offer, so, you know, that's oh, just I mean, what it was. Like, so, you know, you know. I, I know you're the legend and all, man, but can I get a bone? Damn. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? A bone or something, man. So, no, nah, but that was just an interesting story and a funny story, a lighthearted story. But, yeah, I love Aretha Franklin, man, and the Queen of Soul for giving me an opportunity to even be next to her, you know, in that type form of fashion, man. That's legendary. You know, um, I've also, I have a Grammy in which I won through the Temptations, working with the mighty, you know, the, the big time Temptations, man. I've worked with such legends as, as Roger Troutman, um, Uncle Charlie Wilson, of course, the OJs, the great Gerald Avert. I mean, just so many older legends, man. I've graced the stage with Bobby Womack, um, Nancy Wilson. So, you know, man, I, I you know what, if, if I pass tomorrow, man, I have been gratified by the creator, you know, there's been gratification within my life for all the things since I was four years old, wanting to be a singer and a writer and be in the industry and make it, man. So, you know, I'm very thankful. No doubt, no doubt. Yo, Joe, I want to thank you again, man, for checking in, man. If, you know, for those that, that are listening, that are, oh, oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. For those that are listening that are not in the Cleveland area, you know, he, I mean, he, he's a real individual. He's very approachable. You know, he not, you know, on some old, I'm going to have my man talk to you. <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. I mean, you know, for real. And I want to thank you for that, man. Any any last words for our audience? Um, just, you know, I, I always bid people, man, just to get off into yourself, man. Get to know who you are and learn to live with yourself. Um, you know, even in the word, you know, Christ taught inward. You know, everything is based. You know, the first rule of thumb is to know thyself. And, you know, with so many people in this world trying to master everything about us outside themselves, they should be trying to master themselves. I always tell people that the key to life is not what's on this side, what's on that side, where the power is, but the power uh, lays within balance, within the balance of your life, man. So that's the word that I would like to leave to my people out there. All right, man. Thanks again, man. We appreciate you, man. We're going to see you tomorrow at Cavantes. Yes, sir. All right, 100. Yo. Grammy Award winning platinum artist Joe Little, one of the world famous rude boys. On WeAreRadio.com, Jukes Radio in the building. Yo, we had some technical difficulties. My co-host and got off the line. I wanted to call, call back in, please. <laughs> Yo, call back in. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and wrap the show up uh, real quick. We got Clutch Players University about to get on the line. We got Nicole J, and we got we got the intergalactically known and famous Big Squeeze in the back. Yeah. You know, everybody know him. True, yo, true, true. yo, I, yo, yo, he sent me footage from Jupiter, him smoking blunts with the Martians and shit. You know, at the, I kid. <laughs> yo, I kid, yo. But um, yeah, we're gonna um. Wait for my co-host to, to get back on the line real quick, and then we're going to wrap the show up, man. I want to thank y'all brothers for stepping in. Any last words from y'all? Yeah, 
we had a good time and we look forward to coming back again. No no doubt. Uh, That being said, we're going to wrap the show up, Juke Radio. Next week, we're going to go ahead and have that part two of things that customers do that drive you absolutely nuts. So definitely rock with us on that. Juke the Radio, it's a movement. Yo, go to Follow Black Dollars, www.followblackdollars.org. Yo, Crooked, what's up? Um, any last words? We're about to head out, but I want you to get the last word. I, um, go ahead. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. y'all go to Follow. Man. I see assholes like you every day. Every fucking day. That was for me. <laughs> hey, yo, that was for, yo, that was for me. So, but again, next week we're gonna talk about things that customers do to drive you nuts. In the meantime, go to www.followblackdollars.org. Find out more about the Follow Black Dollars movement. Um, definitely a worthwhile movement. We out of here. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's up? Yo, man, give me some of that old gangsta shit. You know what I'm saying? Some shit I can just kick back, smoke fat ass joint too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I like that old gangster shit. Cause you know it's a lot of niggas out there. Wolfing all that bullshit. Talking about they got this and got that. Talking loud the motherfucker, but they ain't saying shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nigga, I see your lips quivering, but you ain't saying a motherfucking thing. But my niggas, I got my niggas in the motherfucking house. And they gonna tell you what's really going on. Got my motherfucking nigga RVX. Definitely in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>